0: Welcome to the Beyond Thought Philosophy podcast. My name is Joe Theodore, your host. I hope you're all doing well. Now, if you are hearing this, you are watching the YouTube version of this episode. So you will only be getting about half of this conversation today. And if you would like to listen to the second part of this episode, you need to go over to our Patreon and you can pay $8 a month to watch and listen. Well, not watch just yet. Video (laughs) formats will be coming soon. But if you pay the $8 a month, you will have access to full episodes that uh, you can listen to the extended version or the rest of this episode and bonus episodes that will be coming out once or twice a week, there will be extra episodes on Patreon only, and this is how you can support the podcast, support the Beyond Thought channel. All right, well, without further ado, let's get into today's episode. All right, everyone, welcome to the Beyond Thought Philosophy podcast a new endeavor of mine and uh yes yeah, things are definitely going to change on the channel here a little bit i'm really feeling inspired by this new venture in the podcast world it's something i've always wanted to do and i have a lot of things i would like to say that i really don't have the stamina or the um kind of the mental mind states to make shorter videos like I have been on the channel. And also, I've been going through major, major shifts, psychologically and emotionally and spiritually, in the last couple of months. And there's a lot that has um, arisen within me that is at times difficult to convey. But as many of you know, I've never taken a one-size-fits-all approach to my belief systems, my um, way of looking at the world. I've always been someone, at least on the channel with you guys, I've always been someone who's been very honest in regards to my skepticisms in life and spirituality and uh, philosophy, you know, I mean, I do have my very solid foundations And what I believe up until this point, but I've always been honest with you guys in saying that nothing I truly know, believe, and say is 100% because no truth from a subjective point of view is ultimate truth. So in my work, in my talks, in my meditations, yes, I have very solid practices that help me transcend the mental planes of psychology, of conditioning, and yes, I extend some of my meditative beliefs and experiences to some kind of higher existence, power, whatever word you want to use, but it is by no means have I ever claimed That the tribal God is the one and only God. And that's something where I feel this podcast is going to be taking me in different worlds and different realms of conversation that may not be so agreeable with many of my followers now, but it's something that I have to continue to explore. I am someone who, how do I say this? I would say my belief in an organized intelligence that we can call transcendent, I believe is possible, and it is probably the most accurate prediction. Even though all materialists and idealists would say otherwise, but I believe if you throw out any notion that there is an organized Essence or reason for existence and experience. I feel any sane person needs to contemplate that and not negate it. I think that's what I'm trying to say. Now, I'm someone who needs to seek and explore. And by seek, I don't mean like, again, when I talk about non duality, that's really just the end of the road philosophy that totally makes sense, you know, and then somehow correlating that with the nature of consciousness, right? And when we meditate, and this is why meditation is so important, this is where we have those direct insights that go beyond tribal God, that go beyond tribalism, period, full stop, that allow you to see the nature of your mind based upon your experiences and how personal that is. And this is something fundamentalists are afraid of, for sure. But again, back to me for a minute, because I want to just make it clear that what I'm going to be doing now from this point forward, I know a lot of you will not like as far as my podcast topics, because um, I'm going to be touching on a lot of worldly subjects, but it's all going to be in the bubble wrap of, <laughs> or under the umbrella of spirituality, philosophy, the things that I have talking to, talking to, spoken about, excuse me, many times here on the channel. But I'm going to be going into new territory that I need to explore and I need to express it. And I know that there's an audience out there. I know there are people out there that will appreciate the new things I'm going to do. So this is a risk that I'm taking. Even though anyone who wants to contact me or reach out to me based upon the content I've already made. you know, I know a lot of you very much enjoy the perspectives I have and all of the positive ways too. You know, I'm not a pessimist. But I am at the same time, because I feel like we have to critique the world. We have to see the suffering and the duality in the worst possible ways to even have opportunities to see the positive, to see the beauty, to see our interconnectedness, because that's the way out. I mean, if there's one thing the laws of nature and us being included in the laws of nature is that duality breeds suffering and evolution and cycles plays a major role in all functions of life and probably beyond life. And we have to realize that nature is at the same time awe-inspiring because we can observe things that don't necessarily affect us, you know, when we watch the wild do the wild things in nature. But if you really examine this and this is what I've talked about in my one lecture that you can purchase if you want on suffering, I talk about how nature is violent and chaotic, but there's an order to it. And this is something we all have to come to grasp, uh, grasp um, we have to come to terms with, excuse me. That life is suffering, that life
1: does require
0: some exploring and some psychological contemplation that goes beyond just believing in a tribal God or a tribal force
1: that will comfort
0: you to the end of your days, even though I am a fan of, you know, finding things in life that comfort you. It's okay to have coping mechanisms, you know. But again, what I'm trying to put forth now in this channel and with the podcast is to Explore topics that do bring comfort, of course, that do bring perspectives on spirituality and religion that can be positive. But to also annihilate anything that I feel is not going to help humanity move forward, to provide compassion and unity within us, in us all. So I have a responsibility, I feel, and I always have, you know. And you've, you, you guys have watched some of my talks. You, you've seen me get passionate, and I don't want to say aggressive, but very direct and forthright in some of the things. That I'm contemplating. And yes, some of the times I've had more of a belief type of vibe to me because I do believe in this puzzle and mystery of existence. And there is phenomena that no one can explain. But that phenomena being a truth leads to some kind of intuition that yes, there is an intelligence, there is some kind of source, there is something animating all experience and how we are. Really just a mirror to that. And this is where non-duality comes in. This is where going to the realms of consciousness and exploring consciousness is so important. And this is where being skeptical of everything we've ever been told is important. And why we need to have a meditative practice that sinks us in past our persona and ego. So we can see some of these things and come to our own conclusions and truths for ourselves. And I've always guided you to do that. I've never said, listen to me and believe me. I'm your teacher. I'm your guru. God forbid I ever do that. Yes, I've said I'm a a teacher. Sure. Because anyone who has something to share that eventually has others, you know, be interested in what they have to say, yeah, you're teaching them. But I'm reminding you that I'm not someone who should be telling you exactly how to live your life. I'm sharing how I feel maybe is the best way for people to live their life or to think and to be critical, you know, of their beliefs and their lives and stuff like that. But it doesn't mean you stay in a negative, pessimistic, critical mind state. And that's where people go wrong, you know, when they want to critique things or when they want to, you know,
1: stiff arm, maybe a populist view on certain things.
0: So, yeah, guys, I don't know if any of that made sense to you, but I feel like with these earlier podcast episodes that I'm going to be doing, you know, I need to explain at least a little bit to some of you why the gear shifts are going to be taking place. Yes, I'll be making smaller videos, you know, I'll be still making videos that I normally do, but the podcast, I really want to take the time and effort to dive deeper into long form content. And I really want to be able to explore topics that will push some buttons but also know that my intentions are coming from a good place a place of wanting people to understand that there is there is more peace, contentment and happiness when you go beyond the dogmas and the hand-fed beliefs and hand-fed ancient ways that no longer truly are useful at the moment even though they are useful to study because we need the reference points but for example I have a list in front of me right now of some episodes that will be coming out and I could just you know maybe share real quick before I get into the topic today which you obviously know by the title is New (laughs) New Age Spirituality is Insane um and I say that's sort of cheeky because I do believe that anyone that is sort of coming out of their shell of you know being totally conditioned by the world of materialism and desire and pleasures you know I I do think that's still a good thing and trust me I've been there done that you know I grew up in a place where new age spirituality shops were you know, pretty pretty well, there was a lot of them, you know, in on the Jersey Shore, where I'm from. Um, and that's really where a lot of people kind of break free of dogma and fundamentalism, and they sort of get a taste of world religion. And then you soon realize New Age spirituality is just a poo-poo platter of all different belief systems. And it's just super fun, and it's exciting, and colorful, and erotic, and exotic, <laughs> And, uh, but the thing is, is with the rise of social media, things have just taken a crazy turn and a very conspiratorial turn. And, um, yeah, and I don't know if any of you guys are like that. I mean, I think we saw a lot of crazy conspiracy, wellness, holistic, new age stuff kind of pop up, you know, the beginning of the pandemic for sure. You know, I feel like there's a major right wing influence now within spirituality in many ways. And I have some ideas on why that is, you know, but but I'm not going to get into that now. But when it comes to the t- today's topic, before I just share what some future little episodes look like so you can get an idea of what I'm going to be talking about, you know, at least in a couple of weeks. You know, the thing with new age spirituality is, yeah, it is insane because it really can take a lot of young, lost, psychologically damaged people into a realm that allows them to disassociate potentially and psychologically fall deeper into despair and doubt and confusion because to be honest human beings do need some kind of discipline they need the less the better simplify the more you simplify things in your life when that comes to beliefs and philosophies and spiritual practices and meditations you know the more solid you'll be in your life and the more grounded you'll get so, new age is, you know, in the modern time right now. It's, it's, and especially young people. I'm really speaking to younger people, because I think when you get older, you know, yeah, there's some older people that kind of get involved in the new age stuff. Um, and there's a lot of truth in it. You know, don't get me wrong. A lot of these cultures and systems, you know, have some validity and some um, usefulness, and uh, and a lot of growth and you know, beautiful things can come of it. It's just You know, there is a rabbit hole that takes people into realms that are just a little bit ludicrous and even further into wild beliefs that are only there to make people
1: kind of just forget about, you know, the importance of what life actually is.
0: You know, and I'm a very mystical guy, don't get me wrong, and I've experienced many mystical, mysterious phenomena, things that make me a quote-unquote believer of not just the world of materialism, for example. And there were times where I got sucked into that New Age stuff, and, you know, and again, there's a lot of stuff within that that has validity, like meditation and doing certain You know, stretches and yogas. But again, the market for New Age has done a number on all of us. And that includes social media, that includes, um, you know, boho stuff, that includes, you know, uh, the psychedelic movements. And there's so much to dissect in all of that. And there's a lot of great stuff in all of that. But, you know, we have to at least talk about the chaos within New Age spirituality. That either one cracks people further into despair and confusion and their life is just a constant mess of not knowing who they are or what spiritual practice is right and versus, you know, coming back to planet Earth and using some of this mystical stuff in a more grounded, practical way that can be useful to other people. But my biggest qualm against the new age stuff is just sort of again ba- everything is based upon my experience here but also just experiences of me dealing with other people who have you know struggled with new age stuff and eventually most of them sometimes go back to their fundamentalist ways which is crazy to me as well like I'd rather people be at least new agey than than fundamentalist um but again it's it's tough it really depends on the person because some people have been so fundamentally brainwashed by fundamentalism that new age is actually like a breath of fresh air but again you, you can tell that they're still sane they just are exploring some some occult things like astrology tarot and seeing that there's phenomena in, in in some of these systems and you know the power of meditation and all that stuff it's just when i say it's insane it's it's you know people who take some of this stuff and they run with it you know, and, um, you know, like everybody under 22, who's into the new age stuff, for example, on Instagram or whatever, it's like, everybody's a psychic now. Everybody is a spiritual counselor and psychologist at like 18 years old, trying to help people, you know, because they had some kind of, you know, awakening that they think they can talk to like the galactic federations now, whatever that is. And, um, Well, actually, I know what it is because I've actually I've been around the block with the whole you know galactic stuff, you know, known a lot of people you know who think they can talk to aliens and all this stuff and, you know, again, I'm not going to doubt stuff like that. I'm just saying like show me, you know, don't you know show me that this is possible, you know, because I've experienced wild things that I thought were crazy, but I experienced some of this some crazy mystical stuff and I'm like okay I can't explain this but there is something to this. There is some kind of multidimensional thing happening within our reality. So we'll get into more about the New Age stuff in a minute, but you know, some of my upcoming topics that I'm going to be talking about,
1: you know, some of these things I'm going to be talking about, you know, they're going to be, you know,
0: I think I'm going to push some buttons. And I'm not sure if I, how much about the world I really want to talk about. But, you know, I'm someone who has always been very philosophically inclined, who is a deep feeler of the world, as I told you guys many times. And, you know, I, I, I would never touch territory too deeply that I'm not very well educated in. But, you know, sometimes I, I may bring in like some political things, you know, um, it depends on what, you know, I'm not going to be here politically commenting every little thing, of course, but, um, you know, things that come into the realm of how people can evolve better and what's ruining the world and, and <laughs> in the realms, for example, of belief and religion and stuff like that you know, I'm definitely going to touch on things, you know, involving some of that stuff. But like, for example, I'm going to be talking about kundalini psychosis soon. I'm going to be talking about occult science. Um, I'm going to talk about a personal topic of identity crisis, you know, some, you know, things that I've gone through, you know, in my past, and we'll include the New Age stuff actually in that, because when I got involved in exploring New Age stuff, and again, like growing up, I've always kind of had um, eclectic beliefs and was eclectically inclined. Eclectically, is that even a friggin' word? Um, I've always been interested in other cultures and spiritual um, philosophies. And, you know, growing up Catholic, I always kind of was like, yeah, this is my religion from my family. But, you know, I always knew from a little boy, I'm like, there's something, yeah, I don't know. You know, I'm I'm going to... You know, we'll uh, we'll revisit spirituality when I'm older, maybe. But I never understood it. You know, I was like, you know, they didn't even teach us truthful. I mean, I went to Catholic school too. They didn't even teach us, like, really about Jesus. Like, they didn't teach us shit. You know, we had religion class and we went over little things, but everyone was screwing around. And you know, and again, I think the problem with all fundamentalist religions is they don't really teach the mystical side and the mystical side is what allows people to think and it would encourage and encourage meditation and if you really look at all mystical traditions from all all that there's every religion has a mystical tradition whether they were called you know heretics or whatever, there was always a mystical tradition to these religions and a lot of those mystical sides always talk about a oneness, Of source God, of some kind that is also the animating force within us. And awakening to that is truly finding the peace, contentment, and love of God, or whatever that is. But fundamentalist doesn't do that. So, anyway, I'm going to talk about some of my issues that I've gone through in my life in regards to religion and new age spirituality and, you know, a place I came from, you know, a path I was on that kind of led me. You know, I knew I needed spirituality in my life. I knew I needed, and again, I was like seeing signs and synchronicities. Like I was seeing stuff. And I was like, there's someone, there's something trying to wake me up or something. And before I knew it, like, I, I don't know, like I was getting kind of just inspired by like new age stuff, which all led me to you know zen buddhism and zazen meditation and you know getting to the heart of where some of this new age shit came from <laughs> and kind of diving into that and then you know of course uh seeing what spiritual practices or what you know mindfulness practices and um and again you know I studied shamanism you know you know very grounded earth based practices to kind of ground yourself so you know I've done it all guys you know and uh at the end of the day, I'm I'm someone who wants simplicity and wants to, you know, understand things as they are, while also having, you know, some kind of belief that there is more to this reality. And that's really what Zen has given me. That's what meditation has given me. And, you know, and I have my little secret beliefs still that help me cope with the horror of the world. But still, it's very practical and the way I look at things spiritually explains why, why there's horror. And, you know, and I'll probably get into that one day too. So yeah, I'll talk about my identity crisis <laughs> to come back to that very soon. And how that led to, you know, deeper, deepening some of my, um you know, deepening of my path forward. and uh, And then, yeah, you know, that's... You know, you know, there's a lot coming, guys. There's a lot, there's a lot more coming in regards to that. But, uh, but yeah, I don't want to spoil the fun and give too much away <laughs> in some of the things I'll be talking about here. But, you know, please do be prepared for, you know, me pulling no, you know, I'll be pulling all the punches out, you know, when it comes to certain topics, and I'll be honest and real with y'all, and. Of course, do do my best always to inspire you, in some way. But um, but this podcast is um. You know, this is something that I feel will be meaningful. And I do hope this reaches reaches a broader audience, guys. I'm not lying. I mean, you know, I do this because it's a passion. It's my life. It's what I believe in. It's, you know, it's what's changed my life. All of this stuff for beyond thought. The things I talk about. The things I contemplate and explore. But. Again, I'm someone who really can't be held in a box, and I have to be honest to that fact and I know there's more people in this world that need more complex things to hear and understand and contemplate, and I hope I me tapping into some other topics that can be more appealing um but also bringing you know who I really am and my and the things I've definitely have shared already. I'm hoping that I can blend everything all together and get a lot of people who are interested in many different topics to kind of start a conversation. And, um, and that's kind of my hope for this podcast. So, so let's, uh, let's do this for another seven to 10 minutes. And I want to talk now about new age, spiritual spirituality and how that's insane, And then I will be recording more after seven to 10 minutes. And you can go to Patreon if you would like to listen to the rest of this episode.
1: So, New Age spirituality. It's been around for decades.
0: Pretty much, I would like to think that the New Age movement started. Maybe a hundred years ago, maybe a little more, because it started with like occult science getting, you know, pretty real in many ways. You know, you had the fee, um, you know, you had organizations starting to grow that were taking Christian ideas and occult ideas. And, you know, I think, I don't think it's Christian science, but the, uh, you know, there was um, a lot going on in Europe as well. Because this whole psychic movement became, became uh, you know, something very, very popular. And then cultures from India started coming over to America and really spreading Hindu ideas and non-duality ideas. So it was very underground, you know. You know, there was a lot of things going on underground that then transmigrated to the U.S., and that's really when it started getting serious, in the 60s and the 70s, when the flower children were heading overseas, they were learning about different cultures, they were coming back, and then people from other cultures, and like Buddhism and Hinduism, were coming to America and they were teaching. And then the whole psychedelic movement opened up people's you know, psychological faculties into realms that were unexplainable. And meditation became more popular. Yoga
1: became more popular. And then before you knew it, things just exploded. A lot of people started going crazy, doing too many drugs.
0: But again, reviving something lost that I think is important. And I think there were times where, you know, before Christianity took over the world and, you know. You know, there was a lot of ancient occult science that was valid. You know, where astronomy got its start was from astrology. And magical practices came from paganism in many ways. And every culture has a version of this. And this was really appealing to the Western minds, who were always pigeonholed in their church box, or their temple box, or their mosque box. And even some Hindus, you know, taking a more freeing approach to just the overwhelming craziness of all of their gods and stuff like that. You know, people were longing for stuff that was more practical, but at the same time magical and mystical. You know? Anything that's stiff-armed fundamentalism and New Age became the answer. And also because, astrologically speaking, or, um, you know, the whole cosmic shift of, of things, you know, in the real world of astronomy, but also within the realms of astrology, I guess, this new age upon us, this new age of transformation, new age of technology and all this stuff, you know, we're just evolving as human beings. That's all this really means. And the new age spirituality movement was an answer to crushing fundamentalism. And allowing people to break free of their
1: roles in life.
0: And again, it's helped a lot of people. And it still helps a lot of people. It depends on who you are. Like, if you were part of a fundamentalist religious cult, and you broke free of that... And now you just have a few new age beliefs and like, yeah, you believe in astrology and you know, you've had tarot readings that have blown your mind because yes, psychic stuff is real. But again, I'm not someone who's going to go to the realms of divine, divine, divine all the time, you know, um, because I do feel the laws of nature can include psychic ability. And I do think the transcendence after death is something that is possible and real based upon the laws of nature by the way and because the mystery of consciousness is really the only truth of our shared existence so there are things that i guess you can call new agey that are very helpful and useful that have evolved from fundamentalist stuff but again it depends on who you are if new age spirituality is something that can be useful and helpful and healthy for you versus creating another fundamentalist movement out of it, which is really what it's become for many. And people don't understand that this is kind of how human nature works. Tribalism is part of our DNA. It's part of our species. And some of it's okay and healthy, and we need it for community and to cope and to conquer loneliness and mental health problems. But seeing through the illusion of all that is also very important to me. And people need to understand that. Which is why eventually, when you come back down from the mystical territory of fantasy, which I won't say is right or wrong, or not necessarily not right or wrong, but I won't say is real or unreal. But I think people need to still come back to Earth. I still, people need to be grounded. And I think we need to, you know, have a practice of at least meditation to kind of keep ourselves in check. That. Yes, we can have these deep feelings of divine this or divine that. But we shouldn't overwhelm ourselves with every single story of religion and spirituality of the world. Because it won't help us stay grounded. We will constantly be confused. And we will constantly, you know, further deteriorate mental health. And it happens all the time. I mean, look at the wellness world. I mean, look at the New Age movements on Instagram or whatever. Just hashtag some stuff on Instagram and see what's going on in the New Age movements. It's a fashion show. It's, um, you know, it's a party. It's a drug fest. It's, it's all this stuff. It's all this stuff th- that at the end of the day isn't beneficial to your physical, emotional well-being. Ooh, there's a train coming. So yeah, guys, if you're listening to this, <laughs> you may hear... Trains go by every now and then. Where I record, there is a crossing nearby. Yeah, yeah, I know. It could be annoying for some people. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I live in uh, on the Jersey Shore. And New York City is like 30 minutes away. So you're going to hear a train. And until I maybe get a better studio, this is what's going on. You guys can understand me. It's fine. But, um, but yeah, the New Age... I believe does more harm than good, but it does do good for some people who are coming out of very difficult and horrible situations. you know, religiously speaking or psychologically speaking, it can help. it can help. And the best way it can help is, is guide them to something a little bit more simple and solid. Or if they choose to go back to their religious ways, you know it could help them be a little more open-minded. Or see the mystical side to what that religion actually is. Now this is something I'll talk about in another episode about fundamentalism, but the truth is, is if New Age spirituality does keep you in a realm of fundamentalist beliefs and um, if it does bring you back to your fundamentalist beliefs, then you, you're, just, you're, you're adding more fuel to the fire of division in this world. And that's probably one of my biggest messages I've said many times on the channel, you know, that personal freedom, total freedom, harmony within
1: humanity. We need to have a more
0: universal worldview on the divine, on mystery, on phenomena, and That's the only way out of this. And I'm not saying this in a communistic way. Or, you know, a communist way. Because I'm not any of that stuff. Like, we should all have a one kumbaya religion and, you know, way of looking at the world. As far as, like, divine stuff. But I also understand we all need some kind of anchor to help us through the fears of death. But there's ways to go about this without fundamentalism and separation through different tribal belief systems. Because what we've seen is that it does more destruction, harm, suffering
1: than good, in my opinion.
0: And I'll talk more about that in another episode. Because again, yes, there are very good people in fundamentalist religions. There are and there's a lot of good messaging you know because again we have to remember fundamentalist religions come from books that were written by men yes maybe from divine revelation or something but you know it doesn't take divine revelation to write a good story it doesn't take divine revelation
1: to you know
0: have morals and ethics make sense for being you know someone who wants to be you know uh A good person, you know, that's an argument a lot of, you know, people like Sam Harris, for example, have is, you know, you can be a good person without religion. It's there's something hardwired into our evolved brains that we want to help others most of the time, and we all want connection and love. And when you remove that, that's where you get evil. That's where you get wanting power and control. That's where you get domination. That's where you get murder and war and jihad, and
1: we have to understand
0: these books were written, these texts were written to keep people in line morally and also within the power structures of their
1: political movements.
0: And if you've seen recently, New Age spirituality has been hijacked politically. So they're falling into the trap of tribalism.
1: There's just a billion different types of tribalisms now. And the world is even more confused because of it. And this is another reason why Zen is so important to me. And, um... And I'll talk in a minute on how Zen got me out of New Age spirituality um, in just a moment.
0: So yeah, guys, this is the end of the um, this is the end of the conversation for the YouTube listeners. If you want to listen to the rest of what I have to say. Uh, please head over to Patreon. You know, there's a membership for eight dollars a month, and you will listen. You can listen to full episodes there if you would like, and receive bonus episodes completely that will not be here on YouTube. So, for those of you who are not going to go over to Patreon, um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, what I probably will talk about on Patreon now is you know a little bit on Zen, but also more into the depths of new age spirituality and why it's insane (laughs) to me still. Um, And yeah, maybe I'll touch on some things that are a little inappropriate for YouTube, you know, to say, you know. Anyway, um, thanks for listening, guys. And, you know, again, if you're on Patreon right now, just, you know, stick with me. I'll be talking again in a minute. (laughs) Not a minute, a couple of seconds, actually, because I'm not going to stop the recording process right now. All right, guys. Well, on YouTube, uh, I hope you're well, and the next episode will be released very soon. Okay.
1: All right, Patreon
0: people, what's up? <laughs> Literally, just took a pause, take take a drink. I'm actually gonna take a sip of water again. Man, doing these podcasts are fun. It's only my second one. Um got a really good microphone too. it's like a legit podcast microphone pretty cool and uh yeah, I mean one day I'll do a video version of this there will I mean I think I already have another tier on here on patreon for 12 bucks and um you know for now that's really just if you want to add a little more money to support the channel, you know and um you know you still get everything else the eight dollar people get. <clears throat> but um, but you know, what you guys are going to get very soon is the video version. And uh and then when it comes to YouTube, I'm not sure if I'm gonna put the video version on there or whatever the case may be, um, or just the audio. But yeah, back to the new age conversation and Zen. Let's talk about Zen for a minute. And very briefly. Um so for me, Zen. Changed my life because not only did it open me up to non duality, but it really gave me the most simple and direct practice to stay grounded, to stay practical, but also open minded to something beyond
1: what we all know, what we all sense, what we all live,
0: something beyond experience itself. But again, you know. Zen is still attached to Buddhism, and to me, Buddhism at least is the most, makes the most sense to me, because it has a roadmap to being a good person. It has a roadmap to spiritual practice, meditation, mindfulness, compassion, loving kindness, to all people. Buddhism is not a religion of let's cut people's heads off if they don't want to believe the one true God. Buddhism has never wanted to conquer the entire world, or else. But yeah, but they're not innocent either. You know, every religion and every sect of fundamentalist beliefs do have their dark side. There's a shadow to everything. Everything. But to me, Buddhism kind of checks off all the boxes. Their cosmology is interesting. It explains a lot their concept of no soul, but more about mind essence and how consciousness plays a role in all of that. Um, and again, I'm not saying I don't believe in a soul, but I'm just saying, like, we, what is that? You know, like, what is it? And if you believe in reincarnation and transmigration and karma and all that stuff, that all comes from mind. That all comes from our conditioned experience. And how that potentially travels from lifetime to lifetime. So, there's a lot of interesting philosophy and moral stuff, and even spiritual, mystical stuff that really checks off all the boxes without making people go insane and want to kill other people or want to disown other people. You know, they're more inclusive Buddhism to a degree. But again, you have like the right wing version of Buddhism, which is like Theravada, very strict, very manly. And then you have like Mahayana and Zen, which is more like, hey, listen, we. Or at least Zen doesn't, you know, Zen doesn't even really consider themselves religious. You know, they are, but they're not. It's more philosophical. It's all about direct revelation and meditation. Zen literally is translated into meditation. Zazen literally has no goal. It's called the goalless practice because the point is to just sit and to have every single one of your senses activated, and then when you sink deep enough. Beyond the conditions of your mind, which they call dropping off body and mind, you can see and, in, and have an intuition to something beyond the senses, because you realize you're one. Like as when you get good enough, <laughs> if that's even possible, at zazen or a meditation where you're it's goalless. At some point, all you're doing is receiving information based upon your senses and then when you drop away that you realize there is a stage of the meditation practice that brings you into a realm
1: where there's a big question mark in the realm of awareness consciousness only the animating force essence phenomena And for me, that's enough,
0: and that ex- and, and that can leave room for a lot of other beliefs and speculation, and f- you know, philosophizing, and you know, and then having your moments where you're much more present and mindful of your life, and that's where you see the strange phenomena. Like if you see signs and synchronicities, or if you believe in some of the divine stories, or whatever the case may be, blah blah blah. You know, the more you have a meditation practice, a Zen practice, you can be more receptive to the magic in every moment of life. And you don't need to go down the path of rituals and, you know, all of this stuff. All these unnecessary dogmas.
1: And New Age spirituality is becoming fundamentalist. And people hate when I say that. Because it's natural to be fundamentalist. And you could be a fundamentalist in your meditation practice. You know, this is the only way to meditate. But the reason why Zen
0: is important to me is it does its best to remove all the dogma it really does it does its best to just focus on the lived experience here and now to accept all phenomena that could be mystical unexplainable to be open-minded
1: not saying god isn't real but also saying well what is god Let's not just blindly believe.
0: And I'll tell you right now, the more you meditate, the more you feel something that's even more powerful than what tribal God is. Because in meditation, you can experience that oneness with something. And how that's so peaceful.
1: And how the revelation of peace and contentment
0: actually is what true love is. And then we can maybe lean on some of the mystics that say, well, God is love, God is union, unity, God is the birthing of experience and you know, and consciousness
1: itself. And and we need to at least trust that. And when you meditate,
0: Like, really meditate. Like, meditate so you can empty your mind and get to the heart of the nature of reality, which is also the reality within you. This non-duality. And that should be the end of the line for all spiritual practice. And then doing the best you can to see the shared being in all of us. How this animating mysterious force is
1: animating everybody. And how we all have that.
0: And then to act accordingly to evolve society in the best way forward until it ultimately comes to an end by a natural disaster. (laughs) Because the earth has been destroyed many, many times and it will happen again. But that doesn't negate the truth of reality. That doesn't negate the phenomena that occurs mystically.
1: Now, New Age spirituality is insane to me because I'm very passionate about people's well-being. And I want
0: them to just understand that a lot of these magical beliefs are just coping mechanisms for wounded and trauma. Wounded and traumatic past experiences and the failure of their fundamentalist ways prior or their complete lack of, you know, any sort of connection to anybody or anything outside of the horrors of the world, you know, and then people come to spirituality and new age stuff because, you know, first, I think I talked about this once before, there's, you know, people come to holistic healing because they want an alternative path to healing, and then that leads to yoga and meditation from a very Western, uh, you know, business lens capitalistic lens, and before you know it, they get sucked into a lot of these wild beliefs, and and then a teacher tells them, "Oh, if you want to activate kundalini, you got to breathe this way, and you got to think about this." Like if someone is telling you how to do something, and then guaranteeing you a result, then you're already psychologically prepared for that experience, and the mind is so powerful that it will generate. That experience. Now, I'm not negating actual crazy energetic phenomena that happens to people, but what I'm saying is a majority
1: of it is mind-made. A lot of people fall into
0: mental crisis because they're aware that mental crises exist in some of the things they're going through. And it just grows and, and, and is, it just grows and grows and grows within that person's lived experience. And this is coming from personal experience. I mean, I've been told things about certain spiritual practices and then I've tried them and, you know, things happened, phenomena happened to me. And at the same time, you know, I know the power of psychology. And it immediately makes me question. You know, it's like chronic pain. They say if you focus too much on the pain spot in your body, it will just grow and grow and grow. But if you train yourself to, of course, do the right physical things, medical things, but at the same time really train your mind to not think about the source of the pain, it goes away a little. It really does.
1: but the new age there's a lot going on in there that i think is very um harmful
0: and i think young people are being swayed into realms of belief and realms of fantasy that actually breed narcissism in a way that's insane it's insane And that's a word I really haven't used yet. There's a narcissism to new age spirituality that is unbelievably unhealthy.
1: Even though they preach love and light,
0: there is something in there that is very fundamentalist and very non-inclusive. There's the train again. Maybe some of you who don't have trains near you, maybe it's interesting, maybe it's pleasurable that you hear a train. <laughs> but, um, you know, my experience with the New Age and many people's, you know, and there's a lot of fun things in there, guys. And I'm gonna talk about astrology too because I I personally, you know, I have a lot of experience with astrology and I think it's very interesting and um, there are things that are extremely profound that have occurred I do believe the natal chart for people is um, something that could help people very much. Like that's the thing, tarot and astrology, for example, they, they're, they're very useful counseling tools, very useful. And for someone who's very lost and who needs that kind of stuff in their life, um, you know, it can help. It can help guide someone who's very lost out of that feeling of being lost. And then my only hope is you don't need to rely on that stuff anymore necessarily. And you can be on a path of discovering maybe your true, you know, what you want to do in this life or or know, know more about your own personal self so you can transcend that personal self and then realize, well, I don't need guidance anymore because, you know, I'm living my life and I'm connected to something higher or within me that's also connected to the outer world. And, you know, again, meditation, this is where the power of that is very, very important. Um, But again, there's phenomena within tarot and astrology that I can't explain, but I also know that the mind is a tricky thing, um, and the mind can place meanings on things that are not necessarily,
1: you know, ultimate truth. So it really just depends on what you're using
0: New Age stuff for. Um, Like I said in the beginning, it's better than being a fundamentalist, blindly marching around to the dogmas of the ancient past that no longer serve the evolution of psychology and um,
1: compassion. even though they preach compassion. That's not, to be honest, in in many, many ways.
0: So yeah, guys, there's so much more I could probably ramble on and talk about on New Age. But again, like a lot of the things I talk about, unless there's a real hard line of immoral behaviors and beliefs, I'm a very both-and guy. Like, I see positive things within New Age spirituality because it leads people, at least out of a very narrow worldview that causes more destruction than good. But also, I see the toxicity of it because, again, human beings are tribal and eventually all things become tribal and... And I think if you're in a realm of way too many options, spiritually speaking, while also having a very tribal view, then you're, and then the whole new age thing is very self oriented, meaning like, you know, there's like a fake compassion because at the end of the day, like it's all about you, 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 you. Which is okay to a degree, but if you're modeling your whole life around that, like if you need a boundary for every little thing in your life, you're you're one you're one you're going to escape the responsibility and and um of life. You're going to hurt people. You're not going to know how to deal with challenge. You're and you and you won't be stoic and zen while facing life as it is. And that's where zen and you know or any sort of meditative, a soul meditation practice as your spirituality. Like for me, the only thing I do, spiritually speaking, is I practice Zazen. I look at the world through a lens of
1: there's something beyond the mind.
0: There's something going on. But as far as rituals and as far as, you know, even praying to a a degree, Like, I speak to myself at night, before bed. Like, I speak to, you know, there's people that I love that aren't here anymore. And, like, I don't know what's going on, you know, post-death. But, like, I feel like I'll talk into the abyss. And I'll just say things. But I'm
1: not holding any one particular belief in mind, so to speak, when I do that. But the new age is just all over the place.
0: And having like that soul practice is so important. So, you know, I'm so happy when I see people who are just all over the place in the new age and then they find a way out and they just have a meditation practice. And then they start to just look at life through like kind of, um, you know, maybe a more non-dual way, like a very non-duality type of thing, you know, and uh, and they kind of just stick to that. And then eventually you realize the new age become, is, is strictly like a party. And there's a lot of drugs and alcohol and wildness and, you know, sexual deviance. And, you know, again, not judging because, again, like I said just a minute ago, like, you know, it, there's I'm never going to shit on completely the new age or anything that's going to bring people out of a materialistic, you know, capitalistic view of everything. You know, capitalism is important because it's the world we live in that works at the moment. But anything that takes people out of that world into something a little bit more transcendent, a little bit more inner focused on, you know, that kind of stuff.
1: But we do see we see a destruction
0: within the New Age, which is um, which if you're trying to be sober, if you're trying to be clean and pure, that's not the way to go.
1: And there'll be temptation. There will be distraction.
0: And I think the point of spirituality and inner peace and, you know, if you really want to get to the heart of the truth of God or source or whatever's going on, you should want to get away from as many things that are loud as possible. The New Age spiritual movements are loud.
1: And that includes drugs,
0: partying, and all that crazy shit that goes along with that. And I'm not against that necessarily. You know, I'm not saying everyone needs to stop enjoying themselves, but I'm saying if you're making it a part of your identity, your spiritual movements, yada, yada, that's not the point. You're missing the point. You're perpetuating insanity.
1: And at the end of the day, you're not going to have time to truly be there
0: for others or the world at large. And this is not easy. I struggled with this too, guys. And I know we're all wired differently. You know, I'm someone who's very, um, to myself, like I like my alone time. You know, relationships are important to me. But at the same time, my inner peace and my alone time is more important. (laughs) You know, I have a lot of things I want to um doing in this world as far as my work and, and how, you know, I, I feel like I have a, a duty to share things with this world and that's just the way I'm wired. And. And I think we all have to be honest with ourselves. So I'll never say one thing is right versus wrong for an individual, but what I'm saying, there are collective truths And we could see in society where things are helping and where things are hurting.
1: And to me, the New Age, spirituality movements, are just irresponsible. They're irresponsible.
0: Because the best way to live, and again, guys, even if this is an illusion, a dream of a world, whatever you guys believe in, you know, that doesn't mean we just give up life. You know, we have to participate with non-attachment. We have to participate.
1: Because not doing anything is also karma. So we have to balance this life. We can't totally neglect the lives we have. And in the new age, there's a lot of neglect. There's a lot of escapism and fantasy. And I also think true
0: spirituality should strip away your body and mind in your senses, to see beyond thought, to see beyond what we think reality is.
1: To come back from that amazing awakening,
0: and then to live as present as possible. Because it all comes down to presence. If you want the truth of God or Source, it's presence only. It is stillness, silence, contentment. Because that is the birthing of all nature and reality as we know it. So if there is a God, if there is a source, if there is any of that, that's where it comes from. That's where it is. So everything else is a distraction. Everything else divides. Everything else is separate. Everything else is othering. Everything else is avoidance and escapism and fantasy. And we don't need all of that. All we need to know is that somehow as a species of humans, we've evolved to have morals and values. And I think... Evil and destruction and suffering and war has transformed most people and some religions to, uh, towards a road of like, we need to be good people. Here's the moral roadmap. But again, it's still based upon power and heart hierarchy and control and to make people behave. But again, somehow that all transcended and we've come to a place now where our morals and values are, are set and ready to go. So do we really need the fear-mongering tribal shit? that people have been relying on for thousands of years where we can still be good people who innately know that our shared being is to be a good person and to have compassion and to know that all evil and suffering comes when we don't have compassion or love or acceptance And then from all of that, get to a place where, like, a practice like Zen is just all about getting to the heart of the nature of reality. So, if we have all these values and morals and ethics set in place already, based upon our evolution through a ton of horror and a ton of trial and error and experimentation within philosophies and spiritualities and, you know, throughout the millennia, but we also have now the power knowing that one of the most truthful awakenings in spirituality, period, full stop, is like meditation. And not meditation on, you know, kundalini or let's awaken in this psychedelic experience. No, just meditation that calms the mind and allows you to be present, to see life as it is, to realize that whatever mystical or phenomenal source is providing this experience for us, is right there lingering in the background of every moment of our life. And we can stay present while also being a good person with morals and values and ethics that are appropriate to helping other people, to benefiting, you know, the well-being of all. This is something if all humans did, we would still have our uniqueness about us, we would still have our challenges, but at the end of the day, we wouldn't be doing things in the name of some divisive entity.
1: which to me is tribalism of all kinds. A new age is right there, especially now and especially over the last six years.
0: All right, everyone. Well, I hope that this, um, hope that this episode was enjoyable for you. Um, Definitely my longest one yet. My other one was definitely not this long, but uh, I do appreciate you listening. And um, if you would like to let me know what you think, please do.
1: And I'll see you all next time.
0: Bye now.